0: Let us say hello to Energize Show. Oh, uh, the lads. You know these guys? Oh, my God, do I know these lads? They have a great podcast. They come from Ireland. They speak to all the upcoming prospects in Irish MMA. Oh. These lads are right. the shit. I love them. Okay, right. let's see what they got.
1: Energize Show up the Irish.
2: Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Russ,
0: introduce the champ. Today we have the Cage Warriors middleweight champion. It is Warrington's finest. It's Matt, the Beast Bonner. Matt, how are you doing, man?
1: I've oh, got thanks, fellas. How are you? Never better.
0: Always go to chat great. to the King of
2: Warrington. <laughs> Warrington's finest. Warrington's finest. This is it. Like this is the show.
1: I've got. I've got to be up there now. And I. Uh, I don't. Think, I don't know anyone else from Warrington. So you, know, you and your it's brother made it yeah. a big time, like me.
0: <laughs> you and your brother. It's just a bit. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Warrington,
1: okay. Okay. I'll okay. well, we'll, we'll well, say that now as well.
0: Is it true when you can't get a booking for a table in Warrington, he brings your belt with him and pretends he's you?
1: Well, that's the rumour. That's the rumour going around. This is why I brought it home. You know, I used to keep it at the gym, but I brought it home. You know, that's exclusive to me. I've, I've earned this.
0: Yeah, he's looking for a few free free, free drinks in the pub and he brings the belt with him and pretends he's... He goes, Matt Warner. have you not seen Warrington's
2: <laughs> finest? Uh, for, for, uh, first of all welcome to the show Matt and also the people tuning in as well uh, for the people that are listening on Spotify M- Matt Bonner has uh, defended his middleweight title this Friday in your call on Cage Warriors 131 uh, it's going to be live in London and on UFC Fight Pass Matt thanks a minute for coming back on the show it's been a while since he spoke
1: yeah I think it was before the, the Frederick fight wasn't it that we, we spoke I don't think we've no, it was spoken. after was it after us oh, the yeah. um, oh sure man. I think I had the a belt with me that time as well. But it's nice
0: to be on and invite back on again. Uh, of course, man. You, you're an absolute gent and an absolute legend of the game. So we have to have you on. And uh, as we say, you know what I mean? We're trying to get more followers in Warrington. So no better way than to get you on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Matt, tell us, Dejati and uh, that's the man who will stand across from you um, come fight night. What do you know about him? I know he's undefeated. I haven't heard too much of him. Um, it seems to be one of these cage warriors imports that they're trying to uh, make their way into that French market. So, uh, what what do you know about them?
1: I think you're right in what you're saying there. They're, they're really trying to drive this this French angle, aren't they? I think um, cage warriors for them, ideally, they'd have you know a, a few champions from a few different countries. Obviously, if they're kind of broadcasting and and getting a fan base there, um, he's a little bit mysterious. This this Milan character. He's he's not fought for a year, which I guess is down to COVID. But even now, he don't really post much on social media. You can't find many stats on him, like his age or or anything like that. He's like I say, he's a little bit of a mysterious character. But you know, I've I've managed to find his his last three fights, and, and that's all I need really to kind of break down his game and and prepare for him.
0: And what type of fighter is he? What what's he bring to the table?
1: He's he's very very elusive. He, he's kind of very passive. You know, you'll take one step forward, he'll take three steps back. He's. He's, he's very patient. Um, he's a typical southpaw, really. He'll kind of stand back and let you do all the work and then he'll counter you. So it's kind of about me being patient and not kind of running into any traps and not slipping on any banana peels because he's, he he's tricky. I think this is going to be a really tricky fight. Um, so he's not really got that devastating power that like Frederick had, but he has got very good grappling. And like I said, I don't think I've ever fought anyone who's as standoffish as, as he is.
2: You were saying you were looking him up online. Has he come across, has he messaged you on Instagram, by the way? And make sure to follow Matt on Instagram at Bonner because uh, you're one of the funniest guys on Instagram. Has he just left you a little comment being like, oh, you're a funny guy?
1: Well, I did kind of tag him in one of the last uh, posts I did, um, just like a silly meme. But he, that that's the only thing I kind of resent about, about Milan. You know, I don't know the guy personally, but he's certainly not done his his part in building up the fight. He's not posting on social media, he's not tag cage or is anything. You no, know, he's French. We you know you understand he's not going to bring a lot of guys over, especially in the kind of the COVID atmosphere in at the moment. So the least he can do is, you know, try and try and drive a little bit of like UFC fight passes and stuff like that and, and, and build a little bit of momentum and and make it a big fight. You know, banter with me over over Instagram and whatnot. But he's not really uh, played his part at all in that respect. Rough yeah, Russ. Man. Russ. Ross, yeah.
2: let's jump in there like that's why we were doing face us uh we had Stephen mcintosh and uh mm-hmm. and mike Figlak as well to promote the fights and like obviously we want to have yourself on myself and ross stopped doing french once we left sef- secondary school but, but <laughs> like, it would be great to have both these on them but unfortunately with the with the language barriers it wouldn't be as yeah. fair but like as sure. you said like i mean you're looking to get into the UFC. i mean like the more hype you have in the fight the more people are interested the more people be like here who is who is mr warrington yeah, actually?
1: I, I- oh, you. You want to build up that little bit of drama, don't you? And you know, everyone wants to see an entertaining fight, but they also want to see the kind of the build up and, and get caught up in it and get excited before before the show. It's all well and good being excited when the fight's on, but we want people excited before, so they buy the UFC fight passes, so they you know they log into UFC fight pass and, and watch the fight. And uh, like I say, he's not really done any any kind of part of that at all.
0: Yeah, but Baz, no one wants to go toe for toe uh toe to toe with the pound-for-pound meme king of cage warriors
2: (laughs) no way we we i agree
0: yeah no i I definitely think that that is an issue for you but uh that's why we're here matt we want to have you on because we're definitely big big fans of yours and look i think ufc has a card around in london and uh who knows maybe we could see on that especially considering you know a title defense you know the eyes Mm. will be watching and I I think why not? You know what I mean? And especially beating undefeated opponents as well. you know what I mean, that that always looks good on paper.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, after this one, I've kind of dug my way out of that, that kind of poor record a little bit more. And like you say, I've defended the belt against the guys undefeated, hopefully. So I'd like, you know, it's... it's I think UFC London, it's right on the doorstep. Um, I'm going down to London on, on Wednesday. It's somewhere I'm really comfortable. I'd, I'd love to be on it. Um... If that was the case, that's that was a dream when I first watched the sport and I was 17 years old, and it's still the dream. You know, 13, 14 years on, I want to compete on the UFC. I want to, I want to, you know, to be on a UK card, and it looks like it's going to be a stacked UK card as well. Um, again, that's 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 the dream. We'll see. Yeah, think,
2: that card's looking pay-per-view quality.
0: Mm, yeah, I, yeah, I think the rumor for the main event is Uriah Hall versus Darren Till. Like, sign me up all day. You'll
1: see, yeah. yeah, I've just saw, just saw that on Instagram, and obviously, you kind of expect. I think Molly signed a contract uh for March I assume Aspinall and tail maybe paddy oh, it's going to be a big big card and to be a part of that'll be a little bit special but like I say we'll, we'll see after this fight
0: and Matt, yeah, Matt, can,
2: go on, Baz. Matt can you can you tell us what it's like now like being the champ and then you're and then the fight coming up now this Friday December the 10th in your call uh, in London and on UC Fight pass like knowing that you sort of have like you're going to get an opportunity on the mic after if if and when you are successful it you do you sit there and you're like, I shouldn't be overly thinking what I should call out next, or is that part of the part of the the, the job?
1: Yeah, I've already kind of got an idea roughly what I want to say after the fight. Um, I can tell you guys if you want. I mean, there's there's two things. You know, there's two ways this is going to branch off for me if I win the fight. One of them will be hopefully the UFC March. If it's not the UFC, I, I want to go down to welterweight, and I've still got that ambition of being. And that double cage Rose champion that's still something that's that really appeals to me something that would be special to me but, you know there's parts of my career where I thought I weren't even going to win one cage Rose belt and now there's the prospect of possibly winning this fight and going for two so cage Rose double champ or UFC you know I, 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 I want a new challenge now uh, you know I, I've kind of spoke to this briefly with other people but I'm very disciplined and very motivated about this fight but it doesn't you know I'm defending something I already got. And and I want I want more now. I you know I don't want to settle for for being a world champ. You know if if I lost the next ten fights, I'd be satisfied with my career in terms of being a world champ. But i have certainly not settled now. You know I want I want a new challenge. Whether that's down at welterweight in Cage Warriors, or maybe that's down at welterweight in the UFC. I think a, probably a weight drop is going to be in order to compete with the the bigger guys.
0: Matt, would you say you're actually more motivated now that you have that belt than you were previously?
1: I would, yeah. No, that's kind of surprising to say. You know, you, you, I'd love to have been one of those guys who have won the belt and then gets down on his knees and starts crying and saying, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" and you know, everything. You know, my dreams have been fulfilled. But it, it just, I anticipated that to happen, and it, it didn't. It was, it was straight away the next day. It was like, right, okay, what's next? Where are we going to go from here? Um, and I think that's probably important in terms of being a competitive, you know, athlete or fighter or whatever. Know, not to settle you know you, you've got to want more otherwise you may as well just kind of retire i may as well just retire after the frederick fight i, I do want to progress more in the sport
0: and um, matt would you have a preference on who you'd actually fight for that welterweight belt uh after your win would you rather would you like to fight like maybe a matt Figlack or reese mckee mm. do you have a preference
1: i i think the Figlack and um god who's he fighting Figlack and compliment fight is 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 going to be an entertaining fight but uh, Reese McKee, the second guy who you mentioned, he, he really sticks out to me. He's been to the UFC, obviously, he didn't have um, you know, it didn't go his way, but he was against tough guys. But Reese McKee jumps out to me as as someone who would like really drag me out of bed in the morning, and, and I, I want I to go to training. You know, I, I have to be prepared for that fight. And like I say, if that welterweight title's on the line, that's the uh, that's the cherry on top for me. That would be like a monster fight. I would I would I would love that fight.
0: Yeah, Baz, you'd does... have to think that would be actually most beneficial for Reese and Matt because, you know, if Reese could fight Matt and get a win, he'd have beaten the middleweight champion. And then, obviously, if Matt wins, he's beaten someone who's fought in the UFC before. Like, you'd have to think the win of that fight would be an instant call-up to the UFC. Yeah,
2: well, like... I... <clears throat> Sorry, as uh, as Matt said, like, I mean, Mailand um, has been very inactive. And, like, in order for everyone to reach their goals, they need people to be interested. You know what I mean? If no one's tweeting about you, if no one's tagging you... I mean, like, you, you're not going to be high, as high in the pecking order. Look at, look at uh, Matt's teammate, Paddy Paddy the Baddy. Everyone is talking about him now. And obviously, as Matt realluded to, once he won the title, he felt re, like uh, rejuvenated. But obviously, seeing the team around him, like, just progressing, progressing, Molly and Paddy, like, you can't just sit in your laurels. You have to be like, what's next, what's next, what's next? Because a uh, career is short, and uh, the time to make money and, uh, like, build legacy is right now
1: you're absolutely right and i kind of say this to, to an awful lot of people coming up this this career it's i'm um, 31 in december i do feel like i've got another really strong kind of six seven eight years left in me but you know i could say that and go to training next week and blow out my knee and it'll be all you know done and dusted you just you just, you just don't know um so I've, I've always enjoyed fighting um you know four or five times a year that was never an issue six times whatever so I had like a really busy 2022. I didn't fight in October because I was I was getting married at the time, and there was a few injuries and whatnot after the Frederick fight. But you know, I I do realise that you know this is the clock is ticking, and you want to get in and compete as much as you can and achieve as much as you know I, I want to.
0: Well,
2: look, you're no, in your prime that... now, and you're the champ, so I mean you're doing something right.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I was just gonna say, I do think that actually is a bit of an issue for for you. Uh, come the last um, K2 Trilogy series that. There isn't actually that many middleweights who actually have a stake to the claim. Now, I know everyone wants to try and uh, do their own meme and uh, call you out for a fight. But if you're looking for legit contenders, you know, Cage Warriors had to go very left field to find you one. So uh, it it is one of those things where you beat James Webb, former champion. You just beat Frederick. And, you know what I mean? Like, they were the other top two middleweights. And then, I think, Kent moved down as well. So, you know I mean? The options were a lot less.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's obviously why they brought in Milan. Uh, cage Warriors always, always like to use their kind of contracted roster. Uh, they don't really like going outside and, and bringing you know, people in. I think that's kind of almost a testament to what I've done to the division, really. I've, I've kind of cleaned out the division. Josh um, Smith was a massive prospect. And like you say, James, whatever was this, uh, ex-champion, Frederick was the monster current champion and no one really wanted to fight. And then after that, I I imagined you know this week I'd be fighting Kent Cotman. uh and then obviously he moved down to welterweight, and this is why they've they've been forced to bring in Milan. But like I say, he's a he's a, he's a tough competitor, and, better and I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this fight. It's, it's the, the, the last kind of few fights were set out. This is what we're going to do. This is the game plan, and this one's just a little bit more. Like I say, he's a little bit more mysterious. Is we have to I believe like you know adjust a little bit more in this one. I think.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, and Matt, do you like going out last? Do you like being the main event? And now, obviously, uh, with Paddy gone to the UFC, you fly the flag as, uh, you know, the main man in Cage Warriors roster for next gen. How does that feel? like? Do you feel like you are become more of a leader in the gym now because of this?
1: Um, I'm not sure about a leader in the gym. I think, you know, I, my, my personality, I, I'm, I'm not a massive... You know, charismatic big personality like paddy is i kind of you know st- stay in the background a little bit more it's not like i i don't speak or anything like that i've got great friends at next gen you know, you know, there's plenty of uh you know banter and laughing and whatnot but i'm not sure if i ever see myself as like a leader there i've only been at next gen for kind of two and a half years almost so i'm, I'm still kind of like the new guy in the gym in some respects but, well, you know, if, if anyone wanted any advice in that, I, I do kind of enjoy giving advice to the amateur fighters who are coming up and stuff and, and that's always nice um, to kind of, you know, essentially tell them not to make the same mistakes I've made and whatnot. Um, in terms of kind of being main event, you know, some people get a little bit bummed out about being main event because, you know, you're fighting at 11 o'clock at night, you get to the venue at 3pm and you're fighting at maybe 11pm, but. This is this this is what this is what you fought for. Who you know you want to be main event. I mean the main event on you know European one of Europe's biggest MMA shows, and I can't really complain about that. That's uh, even like we mentioned <laughs> <you> yeah <laughs> year year and a half ago. I you know I was I was kind of fighting on the prelims, so and now main event. So that, goes that, that
2: goes to show that goes to show like just putting hard work and effort effort into everything, and like look at the, what the results. Look at the results. Speak
1: for yeah, themselves. I kind of think you know I'm. Across the board, I think I'm, you know, I'm not downing myself at all. I think I'm 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 pretty good across the board. But there's nothing that really stands out in terms of you know I'm a fantastic jiu-jitsu guy or I'm a big knockout puncher. But I think what maybe I have got, you know, in abundance is that determination and that ability to pick myself back up and you know and crack on and, and make the adjustments. And I think that's that's really why I've progressed as far as I have so far.
0: And uh, Matt, obviously the Frederick fight was absolutely relentless. And uh, yeah. I, I think it's safe to say by round four, both of you, both of you guys didn't have much left in the gas tank. Is that something you've worked on for this fight?
1: I think, you know, I was fit for the Frederick fight, but I kind of, I think I made every single mistake in the Frederick fight I possibly could have in terms of wasting an awful lot of energy. It, does, it doesn't matter how, how much, you know, how fit you are. You know how much, you know, five, five minute rounds you are if you're wasting so much energy, and it was kind of from the, you know, the second round onwards, possibly even the first. I was, I was shooting for the double leg. You know, we'd caught onto it. It was, it was a slow, a slow shot. He was sprawling. He was putting his weight on me, and instead of going back and adjusting and, and, you know, making a few changes, I kind of, I kept doing the same thing over and over again, and it wasn't working. Um, and so. You, I think it was less, I've not gone away and really done anything with my fitness because I know how fit I am, you know, I do five fives in the gym. It's more about realising, you know, to change the game plan a little bit. And I kind of saw that from maybe the Nathan Fletcher fight as well. If you're doing something and it's not working, it becomes a little bit desperate and then they counter and they can capitalise on that. So it's about, you know, not not really engaging as much as I was in, in that kind of foolish way.
0: I suppose that fight also was extraordinarily high pace as well. And I think as you described Malin, uh, you know what I mean? Like if he's taking all those steps back, well then mm-hmm. obviously you probably won't be exerting sure. as much energy or it won't be as high pace. So hopefully that will play out in your favour. Uh, I know you did just touch on Nathan there. Uh, I wouldn't mind just asking you, how's he getting on? How's he doing?
1: I think he's fine. You know, he's he's still he's still coming in. He's you know he's coaching as well now. He's doing his one-to-ones, which I think is invaluable. Um, Know, for learning for yourself as well and being around the gym, you end up learning more as a coach than you probably do as a fighter. Um he 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 seems fine. I think he, he understands that this is part of the game and um and I think he'll he'll look back on this and think this is that fight needed to happen. You know, if if he'd won that fight, he possibly would have gone straight to the UFC and those guys maybe, you know, they'd have had a rougher time of it. So you know, Nathan's twenty three, you know, he's got back to time to to get back in that winning streak and and work on his mistakes um he knows what mistakes he's made and he'll he'll, he'll certainly put them right
0: yeah shout out nate absolutely absolutely yeah. Matt,
2: and parents, and it, as well, after after he lost he just he took it he took it and then he just uh he sort of went off and just concentrating himself and he didn't like start like posting loads of stuff yada 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 it's just you know what i mean you did it the right way
0: yeah, definitely. He's taking so. a bit of time to go go learn, and he's taking his time away from social media. And like you say, he's doing a bit of coaching now, and he, he, seems to, he seems to never stop. Like, we used to always laugh at saying, like, you know, his rest days, he'd be uh, doing CrossFit. So uh, CrossFit. <laughs> the the, fella, the fella's never out of the place. But Matt, uh, across the, t- the two nights, is there any other fights that you're actually looking forward to watching yourself?
1: Uh, I'm obviously really looking forward to seeing the next gen boys. Uh, Adam Cullen's fighting Liam Gittins and Luke Riley. Luke Riley kind of exploded on the last card. You no, know, he, he absolutely demolished the guy who was he was fighting. Really, you know, fantastic boxing. Um, oh, obviously, kind of dominate sorry?
0: sorry, that was that. that was Camille who uh, Luke Riley yeah. beat the last fight, from
1: team KF. fight. KF, yeah. And he, I like say, he just smashed into pieces. But that's. That's not um, mm. Luke no, that,
0: That's what happened. Yeah,
1: yeah he's a beast. Uh, he is, and he's had lots of tire fights and whatnot, and he's worked on his jiu-jitsu an awful lot as well. He's, he's going to be a really big up-and-comer. I think people are just going to just start to see that he might be the breakout fighter of 2022. But uh, obviously, Dominic Wooding, that's interesting to watch, for very explosive fighter. You know, he seems to think he's on the way to the UFC, so I'll you know, keep an eye on that. And then obviously, Shanks and, and Sam Creasy. Yeah. Um, that was a little bit contestuous last time in terms of did some crazy tap or not. I think it was to the armbar. Yeah, do
2: you know what happened? Do you know what happened? The stream went down on UC Pass for that moment. And then when it came right. back,
1: it was like, all right, the fight's still on. And at the very, very well, end, I, they had the
2: discussion about uh the tap or not. And like like we were watching, we were like, what no well, one well, saw it. and then I, you know what I mean? I but never
1: like, saw it. Yeah, I, know I must have watched watching it at the same time as you guys, because yeah. I, I never saw it. Me, me and the missus were watching it, and we were like no, what? Where's the controversy? We didn't see anything. Yeah, um, that's the thing. If people wouldn't been
2: tweeting about it live. That's yeah. the thing. So nobody knew. You know what I mean? So, oh.
1: Yeah, I, I was like,
0: I was like, is this... I was like, is this a a over him tap? Is that? <laughs> but we <laughs> uh... have obviously
1: done the right thing by kind of rearranging that and that yeah. can get started out and they can both get on with you know with the result. I suppose.
0: Absolutely, yeah. we're trying to arrange a face-off between the two of them, and then we're going to be able to ask them the question. But uh timings wouldn't work out. So uh look, also. You know, you know yourself when you're praying for a world title fight. You know, what I mean, it, it, these guys also uh, are friends as well. Well, they yeah. were former training partners as well, so th- they know each other well. So it's going to be great to see, see, see the rematch. It almost feels like a trilogy because it feels like um, Luke Shanks won with the tap, and then Sam Creasy won. <laughs> then five minutes <laughs> later, this is a trilogy fight in my eyes.
1: <laughs> it's a good fight, and they're both cracking fights as well. They are really top, top, of, top at the top yeah. of the level. Um, be interesting i kind of think shanks will, will take it this time but it will not surprise me if uh if creasy did the same again the ball very good
2: yeah for the people that are uh, listening in like as we said this is the cage warriors double trouble they've been doing triples but they're down to doubles now uh matt's headlining this friday december 10th in your call and on ufc Fight pass then cage warriors 132 is on the next night saturday night and then same night as uc 269 as well i think it's probably the perfect segue to go into uc 269 lads unless you want to say no sorry do you want to say anything else about um cage warriors because like i know there were some problems with the hotels yada 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 is rent? you can tell us any updates
1: yeah i saw saw this in fact my missus saw she said you know graham Boylan just put something up on instagram about um the government of of taking the hotel um to use for um covid you know, COVID thing, you know, anyone from like a red area in, in the world, anyone coming from a red country. Hotel quarantine, that, isn't it? That hotel. Yeah, it's a hotel quarantine essentially. So I assume that the kind of the cage where his staff have been rushing around all day trying to find a replacement hotel and you know, it doesn't affect me, but I'm sure that's been an absolute nightmare for them to sort out. But what what it said on the on the email that I got sent is that only half the only half the uh, the rooms in the whole telegraph apps. And most people will be putting weight in the baths. So I don't know if that's going to be much of an issue or not, but you know, we're, I'll be on weight by you know, by, the, by the time I'm going down to London, so it doesn't affect me too much. But, yeah, I'm sure that's been an absolute nightmare for the cage uh, the joy staff to work out today.
0: Don't be telling them too much of that cause uh Matt, just in case you do need to cut weight, you don't want to be uh, the one with left no bath. Matt said he doesn't need a bath. It's
1: fine. This is the reason why I want to drop down to well weight. The cut is so unbelievably comfortable. Um, you know, I'm essentially even two weeks out eating. I eat kind of pretty healthy anyway, but eating what I want, there's no real kind of restrictions or anything. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I think I can move down. Obviously, I'm gonna get a nutritionist next year and stuff and I'm trying to work that out properly and hopefully I can I can weighing
2: at 77 uh next uh next March. Yeah, yeah so well, you don't want, you, you want to make sure you're following the champ on Instagram at Matt the Beast Bonner. Ross UC269 is also on this weekend. It's like it, it's being talked about as one of the cards that people are really, really looking forward to this year. As it's being headlined by Charles Oliveira, the champion's taken on Dustin Poirier for the lightweight title. Uh lads, we may as well start off with this one. Uh, Matt, since you're the guest and the champ, and you'll batter about us if we don't, if we don't ask you the question first, what are you expecting from this fight? <laughs> and who uh, are you expecting to win?
1: Fight. Yeah, it's a good fight, but it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, obviously, obviously, Chaz Libiera is probably the best ground game in the UFC, certainly off his back. And that's kind of, we, we just don't see that kind of ground game anymore. That was almost like the ground game was five to 10 years ago, where he's throwing up for armbars and triangles and whatnot. Um, you know, generally it's ground and pound in that area or Khabib-style wrestling has taken over, but I, I kind of feel, you know, if, if if Charles is going to win that fight, it's going to be in the first two or three rounds. I think if it goes any longer than that, I think that's when you'll see Poirier come in. You know, they're, I, I, they're both veterans, but he, he's the guy who's kind of can bite down on his gum shield, can can walk through, you know, shots. He'll walk through two shots to land his one. So I think if it goes past the third, I think it's Poirier's, I think, if it's going to go, you know, if it's going to be a finish in the early rounds, it's possibly going to be Olivier.
2: Ross, what about yourself? Two former featherweights?
0: Yeah, I, I always find, um, like, I've been asked this question, I'd say, about 10 times in the last week. And I think every time I've said Poirier, but the more I actually really look into the fight you know, you really start to believe more in the narrative how good Charles Oliveira is. He's actually won three of his last five fights by knockout. Um, it, you know, his win over Michael Chandler was extraordinarily impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the way he took down and controlled um, Tony Ferguson just shows how high level his wrestling has become. He's really become, you know, very well-rounded. He throws brilliant leg kicks as well. The only thing I will say is that Chandler did rock him. I do believe Poirier is the better boxer, the technically better boxer. And I just don't know if Oliveira's ground game is good enough to, or what, his takedown, is good enough to actually get Poirier to the ground. And the only thing is, I think Charles Oliveira's biggest benefit is that he can be slightly reckless on the feet. Because if he does get taken down, he's so comfortable there. He has the most submission wins in UFC history. Um, I'm still going to think Poirier is going to get the job done on the feet. But I wouldn't bet on this fight. I think that's how close he it knows. is. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Oliveira come out with a sneaky win as well. Uh, Conor McGregor nearly caught Dustin Poirier in the guillotine. If that was Charles Oliveira on that guillotine, it could be goodnight, Irene. Baswell, what are you thinking? <laughs>
2: The main man's in the house. Don't worry, lads. Um, look, I, ever since I've seen Poirier beat Connor twice, I, I was just like, this guy is the guy who's just in his moment. He's having his time. He's he's the guy. Like he has the what's it called? He has the he has the heat. He he's in the perfect element. He's just mind, body, and soul is all in one. He's fully concentrated. I just I can't overlook him. I know he's fighting the champion of Oliveira, and I actually expected Olivier to lose to Michael Chandler, but he, he beat him and he beat him quite impressively, and at, at the end. But I just think Poirier is just on this mission. And after beating Connor twice, and like even though that broke the hearts of the Irish, I I, I can only just see Dustin winning.
0: Yeah, he definitely believes it's his destiny one way or the other.
2: Yeah, the diamond destiny. I, but like I wouldn't bet on this either, and I wouldn't recommend people bet either. Um <laughs> but Matt, you'll be you'll be sticking the belt on it. Um <laughs> also in the co main event, Amanda Nunes is taking Juliana Pena in the Bantamweight division. Uh Amanda Nunes is the current champ champ. Ross, we'll start with yourself. What do you make of this fight? And also, how how long do you think that Amanda Nunes is going to hold two belts?
0: I think she'll hold two belts as long as she wants. Um, I think there's a big question where, where Kayla Harrison's going next. Uh will she sign for Bellator? Will she sign for the UFC? It looks like she's leaning more towards Bellator. I know she came out last week and said that she thought Chris Cyborg is the featherweight goat. So uh maybe she's you know marketing a fight there between herself and cyborg. But uh, look, now that Felicia Spencer's retired. Uh, retired, demanded me Holly Holm, the other people who have actually fought for the title at 145 are actually 135ers. Megan Anderson, I think, has been released from the UFC. So, I'll tell you, yeah, she's retired. So, I, I think Realistically, the UFC might retire the 145-pound uh, division. This is the first time in two years a man has fought a bantamweight, so maybe that could have an effect on her going into the fight. These are the small things that you have to look at with a man. The Nunes and like maybe that will go wrong for, <laughs> her, for her to lose. Uh, Matt, but,
2: sorry, but let's just ask Matt there, Matt. Like, how often can you like nitpick a small things and then you look at people breaking them down? And you're like, that doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is a lot of it does matter even if it's like one percent you know these, these these things do matter i think it's a shame if they kind of collapse any division, but like we've kind of alluded to, the division is pretty thin. I was shocked when Felicia Spencer kind of retired um'm uh, not sure what what was behind that but um if the division if, if if it's not an active division, then I don't know do you do you kind of drag it on or like you say do you just collapse it and and hope, you know, everybody moves up or down or, you know, goes to a different weight class and makes that weight class a little bit more competitive as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. let's carry on. It's definitely a rough one. And look, you know, Juliana Pena, she has, what, one win since 2019. She beat Sarah McMahon. She got a rear naked choke against her, her previous fight. She lost by Guillotine to Drandami. She also lost by armbar before to Shyshenko. So, like, you almost sort of hope that, you know, Juliana Pena's game plan will be to take Amanda down and use some of that top pressure. Uh, we've seen Katz and Gano back in the past have that work on Amanda Nunes, but we're talking seven or eight years ago, probably at this stage, when that fight actually took place. Amanda Nunes is a def- different kettle of fish uh, these days. Her Her boxing is incredible. She hits with so much power and she her grappling has improved leaps and bounds also her becoming a mother now makes her look even more dangerous there's something about <laughs> her her now being a mother that like she, she wants to kill for her child like she's not the lioness for nothing i was
2: gonna say that remember last time she was holding the baby with the what's those, those things called the like um the hangover thing where your man alan has the baby thing what's that thing called ross oh she was the, the harness the harness remember she was she was like no one's allowed to touch this kid but yeah <laughs> she is very scary she yeah. is very scary <laughs> Yeah, and Legend.
0: she 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 also gets people out there in the first round. Not many yeah uh, women's fights, you know, finish early, and she consistently gets women out there in the first round. So I'm going to say Nunez is going to win in the first round. Matt.
1: Yeah, I think this one's a lot easier to predict than the Poirier and Oliveira fight. Obviously, things can can happen. I saw sort of, Pena's got you know five subs on her record, so maybe she. Or catches onto a guillotine or works away to a nicky choke. But as far as I can see, that's uh, that's easy money for Amanda Nunes. Not that any fight's easy, but she, you know, like we've, you've just mentioned, she is you not know, unbelievable. She's the go of, of the worst yeah. divisions. Um, and it, it's kind of a shame, really, that like it's not a little bit more competitive. You know, you see Nunes, you see Rose, you see Shevchenko. They're, they're just leagues and leagues ahead of everybody else. And they are now the level of of the men and i don't mean that any you know you got to be aware anything they are you know world-class athletes um just need a little bit more life in those divisions i think but in terms of the prediction i think this is you know a, a ko in round one or round two for nunez
2: yeah you can only imagine the amount of girls or women or even men that amanda nunez is inspiring and even will so we'll do even more so this weekend as well with two belts like all it takes is one one person from her village to look at her and be like, jeez, I can do it too. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's the way it works. Look, you look, you saw your brother become Mr. Warrington and then you became Mr. Warrington. That's the <laughs> way I love it. I love it. Yeah, so, I it. so, yeah, so as I said, there, there's a couple other fights in the card that, that I just want to mention. Um, uh, who else is on this card? Uh, oh yeah,
0: ask, ask Matt there about Cody Garbrandt because Cody Garbrandt's moving down to flyweight. He's making a flyweight debut and obviously we've touched on uh, moving down weight classes or changing weight classes a few times. What you make of this one? Especially yeah, Cody after Garbrandt's Cody's... Versus Cody Kara France. He's been knocked out. What I think four out of his last six fights.
1: Mm, I think the thing with Cody, it's not the weight class that holds him back. It seems to be his mentality. Um, you find this very much with it with the aggressive guys. That that kind of aggression, that that, um, that yeah. ferociousness, he's always hiding a little bit of a fragile ego. I always think. So I, I think you know, he'll it'll, it'll go down. He's going down the weight class. He, he's got KO power even at his current weight class. So he's got the power. He's got the tools. He's an XGSE champion. I mean, he should be successful there. But I do think with him and and others like him, I see in the gym these these kind of aggressive, you know, almost angry fighters. It's it's more of a mental issue that's holding them back and not a weight class or a you know um, like a training issue. It's it's the mentality.
0: Do you think if he, as soon as he faces a small bit of adversity, that's where he struggles? As if he can't if he can't land the knockout shot, or if he's not like. Yeah. Dominating like you did against Dominic Cruz, yeah. do you think that's what he's like he almost has a mental block?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that can kind of be the the irony about having knockout power, you know. It's great when you're knocking people out and but when you hit someone and they don't move and they don't flinch away, how's your men, how's your ego gonna cope with that? You know they always say about heavyweight boxes, um the heavyweight boxes are always the bullies in the gym. But sometimes when they, you know, end up fighting other heavyweight boxers, they'll crumble because they're not the biggest, stronger, you know, you know, aggressive guy anymore. They're against someone who's just as big, it's just as hard. And, and and they seem to have kind of that, that fragile mentality in some respects as well. So, yeah, I, I think he just needs to screw his head on and, and be focused. And like you're saying, just, just go in the fight mentally right. I know from from my point of view that, you know, the, the, the change of attitude, the mentality after Jamie Richardson fight is... is, is Kind of led on to me winning the world title. It was it was never really like a training thing or a, or a technique or experience thing. It was it was the mentality that was holding me back.
2: That's why that's actually very interesting. Um, the, there's there's other people on the card as well. Like Sean O'Malley's on the card. Dominic Cruz is fighting Pedro Munoz. Uh, everyone's favourite Mr. Shuey, Tattoo Vasa is on the card. This is the last <laughs> pay per view of the year as well. It's not the last UFC event of the year. It's the last pay per view event of the year. Uh, Ross, like what what are you expecting from this? It's obviously uh pay-per-view event last one of the year like UFC do everything big are you expecting any sort of like announcements
0: or anything um I I don't I don't particularly think so um I think you you might maybe get um Cyril Gann and maybe um Francis out in the building to promote UFC 270 and I think it'll be the first time in a very long time they do a January pay-per-view that Conor McGregor is not headlining so uh that's definitely one to look out for. But, like, look, it's an absolute stack card, as you said, from uh, top to bottom. Let see you have one, two, three, four, five uh, people who have either held a, a belt or an interim belt on the card. Like, that's very, very impressive um, and yeah. to close out the year, you know what I mean? And then, like, there's some other great fighters on the card as well, like uh, Andre Muniz, who's uh, headlining the Vipass prenames, His last fight was actually an armbar win over Jack was Souza. And then uh, not many people can say they have one of them. You know what I mean? Ooh. So like, oh, you know what? I just love cards that, that have fights with meaning on them. Sometimes you sort of see two guys fight and, you know, they're not going to get into the rankings. Like, they're almost like just on the roster. A lot of these fights have outcomes that are going to affect stuff in the future. You know what I mean? Like, you're looking at Dominic Cruz. Like, does he have it left in him? You know what I mean? You're looking at Josh Emma versus Dan Ige. You know, they're trying to climb back up that featherway ranking Sean O'Malley you know he's fighting a guy with like a very good record can he get the job done you know what I mean this is the stuff that excites me this is what five fans want to see and UFC 269 is an absolutely epic way to f- finish the pay-per-view year <laughs> good save good
2: save and I agree yeah that's yeah. what I mean like we're staying up to like five or six in the morning to to watch this stuff so I mean like the uncle Dana sorting the stuff out uh, there's also in the Irish MMA scene. There's a big event called Cage Legacy that's going to be on this Sunday as well. And uh, Ireland's own Katie Taylor is fighting this Saturday as well. Like everyone knows, we love Katie, and it's, so it's like a massive weekend for uh,
0: like MMA action, boxing action, and the crack, Ross. Well, Matt, tell us this: um, what's what's the perfect end come Friday night for you, and what's the uh, perfect uh, 2022 look like for Matt the Beast Bonner?
1: In terms of Friday, I'm. I'll... I'm looking for that finish I think it's gonna be hard because again he's very passive he's, he's very mobile he doesn't really want to stand there and trade but I'm looking for kind of like a TKO round two round three something like that um in terms of 2022 yeah I'm, I want to be in the UFC you know I want to be talking to you guys in six to ten months time and saying you know, here's my is this this my first fight in the UFC and I'm excited and and whatnot and you know, that that's the goal. It took a long long time to get here and there's been you know, quite a few you no know, mistakes along the way, but I'm 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 getting there now. I just need to get past this guy on Friday and I think everything kind of opens up nicely then. But again, I don't want to kind of think I don't want to think too much about what's gonna go happen next and Reese McKee and Cage Warriors double champ in UFC. What I wanna do is spark out this guy on, on, on Friday and then we can start kind of uh plotting for two thousand twenty two then.
0: And tell us
2: no, I'm a dreaming. And also, also oh. it'd be great to do a walk around Warrington eating some Greggs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I love you know, it. That, I could do a documentary, couldn't I, in Warrington. That that would be, uh, that, that. well, it would last about 20 minutes because about three things to see. But, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not a bad place, Warrington, to be fair.
0: Tell us or this. Matt, if you did eventually become the Cage Warriors champ champ, what sort of homecoming would you get in Warrington? <laughs>
1: Well, I think I think there'd be like five people there, wouldn't they? Mum, Dad, I mean, <laughs> Dan there with a frown on his face, probably holding his belt. But you know, I don't know. It's I don't know. I think I tend to think people do know in Warrington, you know, they know the twins and the Bonner brothers and whatnot. But I don't think I'd be signing any autographs anytime soon. I don't think it's that. I'm not. I'm not that kind of famous just yet. I mean, we the Warrington's got a paper called The Guardian, and I've kind of been in the back of the Guardian, so. No, I'm getting there, but I want to. I want to be on the front of the Guardian. That's that. That's the 2022 dream to be on the front of the Guardian not the back page. Oh, I love it. Ross, I love it. Ross,
2: you have to take the Guardian in this post tomorrow, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we Matt, definitely, we definitely
2: will. Yeah, Matt. We want to thank you for coming on. We want to shout out everyone who's a part of Cage Warriors as well. The fighters and the commentators and everyone, everyone involved. Like uh, they put on a great show. The build-up's always great. Uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff and it's just something we look forward to. And that's why we love promoting. It.
0: Yeah, Baz, every uh, fight card this weekend on UFC Fight Pass and UFC Pay-Per-View has two title fights on it. So you have to make sure you watch all of them because they are going to be absolutely lethal. Yeah.
2: Ross, any dreams for 2022? I know you asked, Matt, but what about yourself?
0: Uh, just to grow the podcast, get it as big as we can. Uh, you know, the bigger we get, the better platform we provide for the fighters who come on and use it. So, uh, I just think that's always very, very important. And oh, I don't know, maybe I'll get married next year. Maybe it'll be twenty twenty three. Sorry, Matt. In case you didn't know, I got engaged last weekend. Bragging about it ever that's since. That's good. Uh, nice.
1: I got married in October.
0: Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, I, I'll, I'll have to ask for tips off air.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I did. not get that email invite, but All right. Cheers, Matt.
1: there was was, uh, there was was like it was a small wedding There's like 20 people that included me and me and Leslie but I'm I'm horrible you know if if someone comes around my house after like the two hour mark I'm looking at them thinking you should be going home by now you know what I won't be free but in a wedding you kind of with the same people from morning to evening so it was a it, it was a nice day. It was kind of a bit of a
0: slog, but it was a nice day. In fairness, Danny hit me up to do like a video introduction for the wedding, but I went in my junk man and I missed it. So, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: bell took up our, our, our seat at the, at the wedding.
1: That was right. <laughs> really
2: we would have shared a dinner and everything we would have <laughs> yeah let, let's just go over things again lads just for the people listening as well uh, don't miss Bonner vs Mellon headlining Cage Warriors one thirty one this Friday December the 10th in York Hall London and on UC Fight Pass make sure to follow Matt he, the, the champ on Instagram at MattTheBeastBonner and uh, Matt anything else to say before wrapping things
1: up yeah no, thanks for inviting me on and, and spending your time and thanks to Next Generation for, for the training and, and you know, I've been lucky enough now to have an awful lot of sponsors that's the hardest thing to do as a fighter is to is to accrue sponsors and now I've got so many uh, I kind of forget you know forget every all the names I need to write down on a piece of paper or something but you know, a, a big thank you to them because they have made Fight Camp an awful lot easier and whatnot, and and made it a little, just a little bit more smoother so thanks to Next Gen, thanks to sponsors and thanks to yourselves for inviting me on again
0: Yeah write, write them down on the list and uh, we'll tag them on the post how they know Um. Matt, thanks a million for coming on. Um, guys, if you have watched the show, make sure to like, share, subscribe. Hit the notification bell to see all the latest Energised content. Guys, thank you. Good luck. And as always, stay, stay energised. Energised
1: Energize show up the Irish. And been so sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.